0: Hosted on dimlywit.com. My name is Dr. Daryl Appleton, and this is Feelings and Other F Words. Today, on our first podcast, the F word of the day is family we are starting out strong, people. There's so many feelings attached to family. And I promise this F word is going to come up a lot in this series. But specifically today, we are talking about in-laws. Now, fun fact, this podcast was actually started or the idea of it started on all about in-laws. I had a bunch of girlfriends that were contacting me and they had so many stories about their in-laws. And you know we were just commiserating and we're like how funny would it be if we just had this whole thing about in-laws and all the feelings associated with it and the stories around it and it involved into more than that but this is that it feels very fitting for this to be our first episode because this is kind of what got the ball rolling in a lot of ways now i'm gonna take you through a lot of things here and a lot of this the a point of it is for us to have informed decisions for us to understand why we feel the ways that we feel, because there's some sort of power in understanding like, um, that makes sense. So you're going to hear me say that makes sense a lot because, A, it's an annoying thing that I say, and it truly does. It makes sense. And when things make sense, I I absolutely believe that we can take a step back and we can start to realize, oh, uh, I have a choice. I have a choice right now because I understand what's happening. So if you do not want responsibility for your actions, listen no further, because once you hear these things, then yes, once you know better, it is your responsibility to do better. So here we go. Talking all about in-laws. We did an Instagram poll on my IG at Dr. Dal Appleton, and we asked, do you, good people of the gram, have conflict with your in-laws? And there was an overwhelming outpour of support and lots of follow up DMs but 80% of you a little more than 80% but about 80% of you guys said yes I totally do. And the other 20% of you don't or you weren't sure and it kind of goes on and off. This is for those of you out there that maybe struggle a little bit more than one does with their in-laws or You get that verklempt type of feeling when you know holidays are around the corner or every time there's a phone call with your mother-in-law's name on it, you know, some shit is about to go down. So I had a write-in that we're going to talk about a little bit later after the break. And this story was unlike anything I've heard before. And we are going to break down this poor woman's woes with her in-laws. But. I think before we get into it it's important for us to dive into the nerdy stuff so get out your pocket protectors because i know i got out mine and i dove into some research specifically in the evolutionary psychological science journal some light reading for all of you out there with tons of time on your hand it's actually a very good journal but to be fair um, I'm going to sum it up for you because that's why we listen to podcasts. We want other people to tell us things that we should read on our own. Now, this study found that people report more conflict specifically with their mother-in-laws than with their own mother. And here's my first, that makes sense, right? In my mind, when I'm working with clients or when I'm you know, sifting through things, even in my own life, No matter the relationship I have with my mother, and granted, it needs to be a good one. Some of you out there have really, really messed up relationships with your parents, and I get it. Families are tough. But I get where your mother, you know what buttons each other pushes. You know how to fight, and you also know how to forgive in a lot of ways. You've been doing it your entire life. For the most part. Again, I'm talking to like this bell curve norm here. With our mother-in-laws, it's a whole different beast. It's a whole different animal. And I think it's harder because there isn't that familiarity. Familiarity? I can't say that word. Familiarity. There isn't that piece there with our mother-in-laws because we didn't grow up with them. They've just come into our lives as this package deal with our spouses. And this study went on to say something that I think was incredibly interesting. And this was the idea that A lot of this stuff with our in laws is influenced by something called genetic conflict. When I read this, I was kind of like, holy hell. Beyond a social level, we can have conflict on a genetic one. Enter Darwinism, enter survival of the fittest, enter, you know, the survival of your species, so to speak. So if we think of our families, our gene pool as, you know, the birds of paradise um of this scenario it makes sense why a mother would aggressively defend their own or why in-laws why a family realistically would aggressively defend their own because it's linked to our survival in some ways and whether this is actual survival or survival of tradition I'm not entirely sure, but this study talked about defining genetic conflict as an unconscious acting in the interests of their own kind. That's wild. Again, unconsciously, we are more likely to defend our own. Now, saying it out loud, you're probably like, duh, Daryl. Obviously, that makes sense. But if you think about the implications that we're just drawn to defend our own, even if they're wrong, even if we're we're not supposed to be involved in it, this is why you should never tell your own mother things about the person you're dating or your significant other because they will hold them against them for life um, because they're acting in response to protecting their own kind. And I think that's something that's really important when we're when we're kind of identifying issues with in-laws. Like there is that underpinning. There is that almost evolutional pull for your in-laws to side with your partner. Now, The study also talked about forced family bonds. And again, this is another duh moment. But when you see it in plain English, when you see it in practice, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I know for a fact that many of you out there did not choose your in-laws. You chose your partner. And they very much are a package deal. And some of us need to look deeper into who we are marrying and what their families are like. Because when I do couples therapy and counseling, it is a huge part of conflict. It really is. And some of the top reasons, sidebar, um, that people come to me for couples counseling are usually about parenting, money, and boundaries. Um, A lot of those those three things can absolutely be infiltrated also with conflict with in-laws, parenting, How many of you are told how to parent by your in-laws how many of you are told how to do things with your money uh, by your in-laws and how many times have your boundaries been broken by your in-laws right exactly so not only is that something we see in a marriage or in a relationship but also the other people who are not actually in the marriage but are very much a present part of it so these forced family bonds they make things tense and it goes even beyond The first kind of level of you and your in laws. It even goes to your family and your in laws. So, you guys getting together for holidays, you guys getting together for graduation, your mothers may hate each other. And it just makes for a really tense environment. And it just feeds into this negativity that we have around our in laws, this forced family bonds. Like, none of us chose to be here having garlic bread. At Olive Garden, like when we're here, we're not family, but yet here we are. Now, interestingly, this study also went on to say that specifically, mother and daughter in laws are more fraught with conflict than any other relationship. Again, meaning more than mother and father-in-laws more than son and mother-in-laws and again this study was done with same um with heteronormative kind of uh lens so i don't know what the studies are on same sex or alternative relationships it'd be interesting to see i just haven't seen that yet but it's interesting because it also makes sense mother and daughter-in-laws are more fraught with conflict than any other pairing and this is because of the idea of social dominance social dominance. Okay, let me let me readjust in my seat here. We are the animal kingdom within our own families. Like we are constantly vying for alpha. And as women, this social dominance it's well not life or death necessarily. There is a life or death element to the things that get passed on. Separate study, forget where it was. I was in college, I remember reading about it. So don't Quote me on where it came from. But there was this whole concept that without women, there would be no traditions. And women, historically and actually, are tradition keepers. There is no way a bunch of guys, again, I'm being very heteronormative, would go out there and get dressed up for things like Easter or, you know, make in my family. It's a special German pancake that my Grandmother's grandmother used to make for Christmas. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, my husband would throw bagels to everybody and ask what their Dunkin' order was. And that's a tradition in itself. But for us, we carry on the legacy of our ancestors as women. Now, the social dominance piece, back to that. When you have two women vying for tradition in a new family, bad things happen. Bad things happen. I watch reality TV like women. I love the housewives like they can't even find a goddamn room in in a house that they're staying in on a beautiful beach like there's social dominance everywhere. There's social status everywhere. But when we're talking about for a family, when we're talking about like what stays and what goes and how it's done and how it's run like shit goes down. So the research is validating all of this to say, if you are feeling conflict with your in-laws, it doesn't come out of nowhere. And maybe you're a mother-in-law reading this or, or watching this or listening to this. Even as a mother-in-law, like I want you to feel validated that like it's hard. It's sometimes very hard to be a mother-in-law. And I feel for everybody in this situation because something that is supposed to be so much love, you know, surrounded by so much love is often shadowed by conflict and we walk on eggshells around each other so the point here is you're valid it's valid you're validated here it's a real 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 thing now after the break i want to dig into a story that was sent to me specifically about this woman and her in-laws and a trip from hell that they went on and i want to talk a little bit about i hate the word normal because there's no such thing but i want to talk a little bit about like How do we know it's getting out of control like how at what point is this relationship with our in-laws like toxic what just needs to be put on the shelf of like yep this is part of being married to somebody and what part of it is like no no not okay we need to draw some really strict boundaries all of that is after the break welcome back friends okay so we are digging into my dms i had this story sent to me and it kind of blew me away so i'm i'm just gonna read it i'm just gonna read it i'm just gonna get into it there's nothing more to say you will have your own opinions about it i will have mine but here it is dear dr daryl my husband goes on annual vacations with his family i'm on okay terms with them but since we've only been married for a short time i don't see his family much we still have that barrier that keeps us from being completely comfortable around each other His family arranged for the vacation last week. I, out of curiosity, asked if I could come. Pause. Sticky note that. Why are you asking to come on a family vacation, your family? Unpause. My husband felt hesitant, but I told him it'd be a great opportunity to get to know his family better. He agreed to take me, and his family were surprised to see me, but did welcome me. On the third day of the vacation, his dad, mom, brothers, and spouses were all sitting at a table outside, talking while I was preparing a fruit salad. I'm just having this visual in my head of this unfolding. As I was making my way back, I overheard my mother-in-law say, did she really have nowhere else to spend the weekend? At first, I had no idea who she was talking about, so I kept on walking, but stopped once I overheard my husband say, I know, I didn't want to bring her with me, but what was I supposed to do? You know how pushy she can get. Mm. I instantly figured it was about me. I felt so shaken up to the point where I almost dropped the salad. This whole time I was there, I cleaned, I cooked, I looked after the kids, and this is how they think of me. An inconvenience to them. I'm going to pause again real quick. I don't know if you caught it earlier on this statement in this story. I had to read it a few times to really get it. All the other spouses are there on this trip, by the way, BTW. Unpause. I quietly booked a ticket and went home on the first plane. He called and texted. I didn't respond other than to let him know I was home. He got back and went off on me, saying what I did was disrespectful and juvenile. I told him I overheard the conversation with his mom, but he said that I was wrong for eavesdropping and that his family would warm up to me on their terms, so I should stop pushing to be around them when they don't feel comfortable with it. Basically, saying it was my fault for coming along in the first place. Lady. He said that going home like that made him and his family disappointed and gave them a really bad impression about me. I think I might have messed this up and somewhat ruined the vacation for them as well. Girl, girl, bye. No, no. Okay, I don't know all the inning, the inner and outer dynamics of this. I don't know your husband's side of the story, but girl. Number one, if you're not a part of family things, then at some point, the message is you're not a part of the family. And that is a wildly hurtful thing to being in a new marriage. Number two, who goes on their vacation with their mom and their siblings and their spouses and doesn't want to bring you two? So I have some questions for your husband. Number three, what happened when you got home was not okay either. So on one level, this isn't about in-laws. This is about the boundaries that your husband has with his family. And I will tell you what my grandfather told my father and what my father told my husband. And that is you two are family now. The most important thing is your partner in a lot of instances. Not in every instance, like, you know, be, be mindful of that. But you guys are your primary family. So. The boundary needs to be set with the family. The, f- the family doesn't get to set the boundary. The boundary isn't with the wife for not coming on a family vacation. The boundary needs to be set of why aren't we welcoming her? Why isn't she a part of this? And I find that so many, I'm going to be stereotypical here and gender normative, so many men out there I have found defend their parents and their mother specifically without cause just because that's their mom. And like, I think what I find that people don't understand is you can still love somebody and set a boundary with them. They can still be your favorite person in the world. They can still be somebody that you love and respect. Having a boundary doesn't mean that that goes away. And I will follow it up with something that I say all the time to my husband, especially the people that get mad at you having boundaries are the same people that benefited from you not having any to begin with. Meaning, those in your life getting angry that they now have to wipe their feet, so to speak, before they come into your house, like that there are rules, are the same people that took advantage of you for not having rules in the first place. Do with that what you want. I know I probably just started some fights. I probably just got some of you ready to go. Like, you're probably, you know honking on your horns right now. And I hope you are as you're commuting and listening to this. But yeah, it's uh, this is less of an in-law thing to me and more of a partner thing. And many times the the stuff with in-laws gets out of control because the partners in the relationship don't manage it. If I let my mom come in here and do and say whatever she wanted to Jimmy, my husband, he's a super nice guy and he probably would take him a while to say something. But like at some point he'd be like, I'm confused. Like your mom is sitting on the edge of our bed when we're waking up like that's weird. And if I'm like, that's just my mom, she doesn't she doesn't mean anything. I'm thinking about that scene in Sex in the City um, with Charlotte, but and Bunny, but that on I need to hear that my partner is uncomfortable with something and I need to address the uncomfortable part that my partner is going through and not protecting and defending my mom's actions. Now, you get into some real deep shit, like money and parenting and all those other things. And we're not talking about like, hey, just call before you come over because I like to walk around naked. Like we're talking about like inheritance. We're talking about shared property. We're talking about how you raise your kids. It gets really nasty sometimes. It really does. So how do we know the difference between family conflict that is fairly, again, air quotes, no such thing, but normal. And where does it enter into a toxic place? And I will say this, the rule of thumb with anything that is toxic and asterisk, I hate that word because I think it's so overused, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. But when things get very toxic, it means clinically, it is impacting your life more often than it is not. It causes relationships that are harder to come back from time and time again. It is fracturing your relationship with your significant other having issues with your in-laws is making you feel not as close to them so things like that i would start to say like no this isn't your in-laws being annoying like this is something that might need to be addressed on some level now this is the hard part this is the dirty work and this is the the part that i kind of lose some people you got to talk to them about it it's unfair of us to assume that our in-laws understand what's hurting us or what they're doing is hurtful. And it's unfair of us to assume that they are the villain in the story without speaking to them and trying to have a sit down on what we can do to make this a little bit better. Now, you might have done that and it might have gone all the way left and it might not be something you ever want to approach again. But I will say, at least, you know you sat down, you tried to have a conversation with them and if they did the whole like, "Well, I'm sorry you feel that way and you did this this and this wrong." Like, I don't care who you are. At some point we're not having a conversation. Like, we're fighting to be right. We're vying for position of of who is the wrong in in this conversation and we're trying to point blame and nothing comes of that. Nothing gets resolved. Because like, you can tell me I'm wrong all day, but like that doesn't mean like we're not fixing anything at that point. So, healthy Again, air quotes, normal conflict looks like, yes, your mother-in-law is going to annoy you. Statistically, your mother-in-law is going to annoy you because biologically, genetically, she's hardwired to do so on some level. She's hardwired to side with her kid, with her, her person. And yes, I think we need to give a little grace to that. Now, how much and how much it impacts you, um, that's up to you. But set boundaries in the meantime saying things like, listen, Barbara, I love you, but you can't just show up whenever you want. Or like, actually, the money talk is something that me and Jimmy are going to have to decide since it's our money. Or we've decided to not parent that way. We would really appreciate if everyone kind of just stays on message here. Um, We don't love giving the kid toys. Every time somebody walks in the room, it just causes us more grief. So totally buy them stuff. We're going to keep it in the closet and uh, give it out at different times if you're okay with it. And if you're not, then don't bring the toys. So there are ways to have relationships and using words as clarification and expectation setting is usually a really, really great way to not not even have a better relationship because you're totally going to piss some people off. But at least people know where the line in the sand is. At least people know then, okay, Daryl said this. If I then go do the opposite, I am just saying fuck you to her and like she's going to throw down. So at least people then know. Now, a word of caution, and I have people like this in my life. Sometimes your boundaries are way too rigid. There's a difference between boundaries and barriers, and you're, you're going to hear me talk a lot about this season. But a boundary is like a state line. It's invisible, but like you know, when you cross over from New York to New Jersey, like there are different rules, there are different people, there are different laws. Um, you're not going to get gabagool uh, as readily available in all of the rest stops if you travel into New York, but they will be there in New in Jersey, but. A barrier is a wall in between you and I, and you can't see to the other side. You don't know what it looks like. It is so rigid and so strict that we don't give people the benefit of the doubt. That doesn't help with relationships either. Kind of makes you look like an asshole, actually. But the difference, if you're asking, the difference is it's fair to you and it's fair to me. So a boundary is fair to both parties. I can't assume that I know Everything about the situation from your perspective, and you can't assume to know everything about the, the situation from mine. So we have to sit down and explore it. So I need to tell you my side of things and you know, create a boundary and hopefully collaborate on that boundary versus like, I've told you thrice this is not okay. You always do this and like kind of coming out of the, you know, out of nowhere with like pretend things that you've made up on the way just because you don't like your in-laws. Um don't do that it's it's a waste of time it's a waste of energy it's a waste of effort but to you dear friend who wrote in have some serious conversations with you and your husband um you guys should sit and talk with somebody it is definitely something that uh i want you guys to explore because like that there are a lot of red flags right there for all of you out there listening I hope you understand why you are the way you are with this right now. Why it bugs you, what irks you. And again, I am sure there are many of son-in-laws out there that have conflict with their mother-in-laws and, you know, daughter-in-laws that have conflict with their father-in-laws or sons or whatever. Again, reach out to me. I want to hear what that's like. I want to hear what daughter-in-law is having conflict with her father-in-law. Because I know at least my father's like, just keep me out of it. (laughs) Keep me out of all things. Um, and for those of you in non-traditional relationships, I'm interested to hear how that goes too. I'm wondering, I'm going to have to look up some more research on it, but I'm, I'm wondering what that, uh, if it changes at all and what that kind of means. And, and again, looks like anyway, and if you're asking for something fun to do and I'm going to ask Jimmy this, he doesn't know it yet, but, uh, if you're in the mood, head over to Patreon and you can hear my conversation with Jimmy as i ask him to write a Yelp review on his mother-in-law meaning my mother barbara so uh, we're going to see we're going to see if jimmy lives to see another day but either way i'm excited to have you here on our first episode i'm sure as we grow together these will evolve and change and all things but right into me dm me at dr Daryl appleton any of your stories or things that you want to unpack you can also email me at other f words podcast gmail.com and we can dig in to some of the f words that are present into your daily life till next week i will see you then don't forget to like follow and subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts